Welcome back to another episode of Pillars of Heaven. I'm in the studio again with JB. What's up, JB? Hey, uh, just another week, I guess. Yeah, man, How I love you? another week. I love another week. Yeah. On the phone today, we have special guest Bree Jones. Bree Jones, welcome to the show. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Welcome. And, uh, Thank you for having me. Oh, of course. And Bree Jones and I go back uh, a couple years now. Uh, yeah. We work together. We've done, well, we've worked together in a different uh, a number of, of different scenarios, I would say. So uh, we work together in the restaurant industry. We've worked together mm. in the catering industry. We, we've fun. done uh, a lot of things. Uh, Bree, why don't you tell us a little bit about your background? And uh, we'll start from there. Go ahead, Bree. Yeah. So just like Mike said, you know, in and out of the restaurant industry, catering, so um, basically, that's what I went to school for. I went to culinary school, Philadelphia, the Art Institute, and um, I just knew from high school, like, I wanted to be a chef. It made me so happy. I was so passionate about it, and I was just so blessed to be able to be trained um, in other types of cuisine in school. And so currently, I am at Lafayette College as a chef. and. Nice. Um, I love it to death, um, but it's very demanding, and I feel like that part of Brianna is slowly drifting away. I do still have a passion for food, but I think now my mission in life is to just spread love and positivity, however that looks like. Um, I put in so much time, you know, in the culinary industry, and... I feel like I lost myself because you're pretty much just trapped there, if that makes sense. Like, uh, of course, you know, sure all your weekends are taken up yeah. and I can't go to church on Sundays because there's catering and mm. I just want my life back. And so the new journey that I've grasped is, you know, just being an influencer, you know, posting positivity and, you know, like inspiring quotes and I want to be more active in my church to get my kids signed up for their little Bible studies on Sunday. So I would love to just be more active with church and, you know, working with my church now to just really get the word out there and spread love and positivity. So that's the journey I'm on. Yeah. And you know what, Bri, you are are like so many stories I hear of people that are in, especially now, people are in uh, one way of life, one role of life, and they are just tired of it and they're just yeah. over it. And they're they're like, you know what, this has taken my life. I, I've especially the food industry, man, you're, mm -hmm. mar you're married to that. Like that's a literally. Day day. Yeah. And that's all you do. And uh, it consumes you. And uh, mm -hmm. I know that more than more than most people as well. Um but it's just, and it's not just this industry, like it's, uh, there's uh, so many people that are doing something that they feel like I I'm trapped in this and this is not what I'm meant to do. And, and they're ready. They're ready yes. to do something else. And most of them are involved with, um, getting more involved with their church or doing uh, something with the community. And, and I think there's a calling on all of us now to step out of our comfort zone or yeah. step out of uh, what we're used to and move towards what we're meant to do, I should say. Right. Does mm -hmm. that sound about right? So it's, that, I mean, that's exactly it. Yeah. And it's not like you're going to give up on, on, you know, that that catering and that, that food prep, that's all going to be part of you. You've done that your whole life. 
You know, yes. she's dedicated so much time. I mean, I did, you know, what I went to school for, I'm not doing either. And, you know, I look back at it and I'm like, man, what a waste. But What a waste. Yeah, right? But you never know uh, what you went through that journey for. And you never know why you did that and the people you met along the way and what happens in the future. Um, so I, I will say that as an encouraging thing. Don't look at it as I wasted my time because that's very easy to do. I do that. Not at all. And, yeah. yeah. And, and you can always use your skills for God. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And right. you can always make food for JB and I here. Absolutely. And we will eat that all the time because, <laughs> because I've tasted your cooking before and it is insane and I love it. I will always gladly accept a dinner or a meal. Yeah. We're owed that. a couple of dinners. Yeah. But, you know, Bree, uh, yeah, you know, like I was saying, you know, because it's life is, a, is an interesting journey. And yeah. I, I don't think that, you know, the, the skills that we acquire over the years are, are always valuable in some form or, uh, or another, you know, like, uh, like, so a few years back, I started getting into videography, video editing and, uh, audio editing. And I, you know, I ran a couple of YouTube channels and I just did a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And then, um, you know, fast forward five years later, you know, I took that knowledge I had and I was, I'm creating these podcasts for our ministry and I'm going to be shooting a project later, um, at the church I go to. And, uh, so I'm, I'm taking these skills and now I'm using them, you know, for mm -hmm. the body of Christ. Right. So, um, you know, there, there's always ways to take your, to take your skills. And like, so you, you have all these, this, you have all these culinary skills and if you want, you can, I'm sure there's a way you can use it for the body of Christ. Yeah. Yeah. And that and, way and you're serving, you're serving the Lord while, um, while utilizing your skills. And it's not, it's not even just that. That's a great point, but it's also, you don't know who you're going to reach, you know, that's who that's yeah. going to relate to you in, in your, in your story and in your journey that will relate to their story. You know what yeah. I mean? And say, yes, I can relate. I went to culinary school or I, I do this and I, you don't understand what it's like to cook food all day. Yeah. Well, yeah, I do. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so, right. Um, but that's great. It's, uh, you know, do you find that you, when you're doing like the influencing and you're spreading this positivity, does, do, do you feel better inside? Do you have a feeling of accomplishment? Yeah, I do. Like I wake up in the morning and, you know, I, I have my tea or coffee and I'm ready to make a video or post some stories. Like I really love doing it yeah. and I want it to be something. I mean, full. you can't really depend on it full time, but I would love to have more time to focus on that. I want to, you know, get better, better with editing and putting reels and stuff together. Like I really do love doing it. It doesn't feel like a burden. Right. Whereas your other role is, is a, a huge burden. Yeah. yeah. And I think to piggyback off of what JP said, you know, like using those skills for the body of Christ, I think that's more fulfilling because you know who you're serving and you know that God appreciates it versus you clocking in and out and you don't even get a thank you from your boss and you just busted your ass for 12 hours. Yeah. So I think that's pretty much the difference. You know, I'm, I'm putting my blood, sweat and tears into something and it's like, you're not even appreciated. Oh yeah. That, that makes a huge difference because you know, when I used to do video editing for a YouTube channel or for other, uh, for clients, um, there was no, a lot of times there was no gratification in it. 
Yeah. And like with this, this is this, what I'm doing now is a labor of love. Like I do this, uh, I edit the podcast for this every week. I, I do the, um, I do the editing for the tongue with Dr. Mike and whatever other projects we do. But I know that it's, it's, um, we're, 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 we're doing the work of the Lord by doing this. So it's, it's very gratifying, even though I'm busy, you know, a lot of times, like I know, like after work on Tuesday or Wednesday, I know I'm going to be, you know, digging into the, the episode of the tongue with Dr. Mike to get that out there. And, uh, but it's just a part of my routine. Right. And I think that's, that's a different, it it changes your perspective. Mm -hmm. So like, I'm sure you got into culinary because you love to cook. And you yep. love to make things. and But the problem is, is that um, just like with anything, when you start to go to school for it and then when you get in, uh, into the industry, you're like, uh, well, I love doing this, but now this is a job. This is a, yeah. I mean, like, it's like you, you started out because you enjoyed it. You just enjoyed mm-hmm. spending time in the kitchen with your mom, maybe, and you just, you just really enjoyed the creative process of making stuff. And then when you got deployed into the, into the industry, now it's like, you know, I enjoy it, but I need a break, you know, cause it's like yeah. nonstop. You know, a lot of it is, and this, I had to learn the hard way too, is, you know, I would be in certain roles, either, um, managing or in the kitchen or whatever. And you, you get to a point where you're like, man, I'm so important here at this job. I don't, mm-hmm. I can't see how they'll survive if I'm not doing all this work and I have to do above and beyond. Well, guess what? Those companies I worked for, they're still going. <laughs> I'm not working there anymore <laughs> and they're still surviving. And, you know, it, it's just a, uh, I want to say humbling experience, but it's more like, you know, you're doing so much and you feel so important there. And uh, the reality is these people look at you as somebody that's, uh, that, you know, they, they can yeah. depend on, but they're going to use you until you've got nothing left. And then when they're done with you, they'll replace you and, and mm-hmm. they'll have somebody else eager and, and, you know, ready to sacrifice their life for, for the company. And, uh, yeah, I'm over that. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, pretty much, you know, so, so it is, you know, it's not a discouraging thing, but I've realized in my life when I thought I was so important at a place, uh, yeah, they replaced me real quick and, mm-hmm. and it didn't seem like they skipped a beat. So, uh, that being said, <laughs> you know, you never know, Brie, you never know. And, and, you know, with Psalm 346 Ministries here, there's going to be so many roles opening up here um, and things that we're doing. There, There's, man, there's going to be a need for so many people here. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and I know you want to do your own thing. And we talked about that a little bit. And uh, we'll talk about that more. Um, but just like you said before, we you never know. Uh, what God's got on your plate and, and what's coming down the pike, you know, for sure. Yeah. So uh, I look at this as, you know, you and I met um, a couple of years ago now. You never know why uh, right. people, people run into you. or, or I walk. can't get rid of you. Yeah, well, yeah, you're stuck with me <laughs> now. So, <laughs> you know, you never know what we're going to, you know, what's going to happen in the future. And that's that's the exciting part. And, and you know, uh, it's the people that you meet along your journey. You really have no idea how long they're going to be on that journey with you. Oh yeah. This, this whole project just kind of evolved into what it is today. Yeah. It originally started out as, um, Dr. Mike wanted to do a podcast of his own. And so, all right, that's cool because, uh, Dr. Mike had a, a newsletter years ago that he shared with his friends and family. And then he, he wanted to turn it into a podcast format. 
So that's how it all started. And that was nice. rough in the beginning. Yeah. Oh, that was rough. It, it, it takes, it's a, it's a learning process, and, yeah. you get, and it, it takes time getting used to speaking on a microphone and everything else. Yeah. Um, but then, so so that's how it started. And then then we came up with the idea we wanted to do Pillars of Heaven, which is going to be w- w- more like a talk show discussion uh, platform yeah. like we're doing now. And then, you know, after so much time went on, I was like, you know what, Dr. Mike, I, wanted, I want this to be more than just a group of shows. I want us to do ministry work. Yeah. Yeah. So that's when we started with the fundraising and we started with um, raising money for Bibles. And now we help out with the homeless shelter and we're going to be helping out um, even more families in need. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and that that's starting to grow on its own. Absolutely. And, you know, we just had some great news um, coming down, and we'll we'll release that shortly. Um, but we're growing. But yeah, <laughs> we are growing. And, and you know that's what? Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Everything I want to do, I just want to give back. It just, I don't know. I just have this yearning for to help people. You know, I'm that person that gives everybody on the side of the street that has a sign some money, whether they're a crackhead or not. Like I cannot <laughs> just pass this person without helping. Yeah. I don't know. That's just what I've been after lately. I've just been yearning to help. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you know, Bree, that's our mantra at Psalm 34, six ministries, because I don't, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Psalm 34, six, but it is, I was a nobody, but I prayed and the Lord saved me from all my troubles. Mm. And that, that's that that scripture meant so much to me. I wanted to name our ministry after that that's because beautiful. oh yes, you know it's so many people are in despair, they're in distress, and you know I was struggling myself, but you know I took all that anxiety, I took all that stress and and all those problems, and I and I just cried out to the Lord, and He heard me and He saved me from all my troubles, and I want to share that truth with the world. Yeah. Yeah, and that, so we, Dr. Mike and I, we constantly, that's what we strive for. We strive to be a blessing to the world. So we're looking to help out low-income families, families in need that are struggling due to maybe rising costs with the economy. We want to help the homeless and all those in need. Because the Lord calls us to do that. Yeah, that's what it's about. Yeah, amen. That That, that is what it's about. So it's... Uh, you know, like I said, it's I, I will say stay tuned for more from, from Bree Jones because I know God has so much more for you, Bree. Um, yes, God. Yeah. I'm going to need you to write a list and send it to me because <laughs> this guessing game is... <laughs> uh, that's, that's, that, that's the hard part. The hard part is figuring yes. it out. Um, well, you know, and all you do for that is you, you pray for guidance and you pray, and you know, hey, God, show me where you want me to be. And the cool thing is that if, you know, you ask where you're meant to be and if god wants you somewhere then it doesn't matter what obstacles in the way it doesn't matter i mean he'll fund it he'll he'll, he'll prosper it he'll get yeah. people out of the way he'll get people in line you'll meet people that you need to, to blossom and you know that's the cool part so yeah. f- finding out what you're meant to do is, is the hard part but getting there once you're you know god is you're on board and you're fully behind what god has for your life then there's no stopping you and that's the cool part oh yeah you know because the bottom line is the lord wants us to help people you know, so he's not going to tell you, no, I don't want you to do that, Bree. Um, it's just a matter of how is how is God going to facilitate that in your life? Mm-hmm. Because right. it's, it's different for everybody. But, you know, it's, I know it says in the, in the uh, Bible, I think Paul said it, like, 
we're called to give and give generously. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the people who do give generously, the Lord makes makes it possible for you to do that because that's what the Lord wants us to do. So if if you're if you're wanting to help people, um, yeah, God, God's going to make a way. Yeah. So like Dr. Mike said, just pray about it. Ask for ask for his guidance and uh, ask him to show you, show you, say, Lord Jesus, show me the way, show me what I'm supposed to do. Okay, man, Bree, we might have stumbled upon it right here. I mean, we, we talked about you having, you know, hosting your own show and, and you know, reaching out to people that way. And, I, you know, I definitely want you uh, a part of, of what we do. And, uh, man, I'm excited to see where this can go with you as well. Yeah, of course. Uh, you know, so it, it's, uh, it's truly a blessing to have you on the show today. And I can't wait to see. I mean, who knows? What, you know, it'll be funny if we look back a year from now. And, uh, you know, yes. and see where exactly how far we've come. So, yeah, because what was one of the things I just said to you the other day, Dr. Mike, I said, I said, well, due to lack of funds and lack of manpower. Yeah. I mean, as we're growing, we're going to need more people. Yeah, yeah. No yeah. doubt. Yep. No doubt. Because we're just, there's just so much, you know, Dr. Mike and I can do on our own. Right. And this, you know, when we make this announcement of what's coming out and uh, we partnered with some people to help the shelter and uh, we're going to need even more helpers uh, than ever because it's a it's a commitment every week, Wednesday and Thursday. Um, so. So, yeah, we're going to need some some people. And that could be somebody listening right now that oh, yeah. feels that on their heart and say, you know what, I don't I, we're not talking about money. It doesn't have to be money. It's yeah. uh, time. Yeah. You know, and, and, and let me tell you something. I know I posted this in Psalm 34, six ministries group. Um, the, I invite everybody and everybody that's a part of the group. If you're donating or if you're not donating, if you want to join us sometime, when we make a delivery to the homeless shelter, let me oh, tell you, means, oh yeah. my gosh, yeah, it's yeah. a blessing in itself because the oh, exciting. I love that. Oh, yeah. the, the home, the residents there, they do the processing and they take in the groceries. They help us take in the groceries. Yeah. And they are so grateful. And Whoa. just being there and making that delivery is a blessing in and of itself. Oh, yeah. And I want to encourage people that are a part of our ministry to come along because I want I want I want everyone to see where their their hard earned money is going. And then yeah. they're gonna then they're gonna see the recipients of it. And then they're gonna be like, you know what? I, I'm glad. I'm thankful to God that I'm a part of this. Yeah. Yes. And you know what? It's not just, you know, like I said, monetary. We need we need accountants. We need lawyers. We, we need people in all these special roles uh, that you might think, hey, you know what? If I could just donate, man, a half hour of your time or an hour of your time. What a great contribution that would be to us. Oh, yeah. Um, this goes yeah. back to this goes back to what we we're saying earlier with Bree about about um, utilizing your skills and your talents to serve the Lord. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, that's why ministry takes on all forms. You know, it's mm -hmm. not just in the um, the obvious, you know, when we think about like a pastor or a minister, but it's like, you know, like Bree with it with with you. It's like I made a meal. Like say I made maybe I made this delicious meal for the homeless, uh, or um, with oh, I love that, <laughs> or with and they um, they would love it too. And you would, if you did that, Bree, you would be serving dinner to the most grateful people on earth. Yes, um, that you would never you would I can't even describe it. Uh, when we when we delivered the turkeys before Thanksgiving, oh my god, oh, yeah, cool. they they were so grateful. Yeah, that was cool. Um, 
Well, you know, it's cool because they didn't know that was coming, and then we oh. just we showed up and we had. Uh, man, about half a dozen. Well, I don't remember how many turkeys we had, but it wasn't just that. We had pounds and pounds oh, and yeah. pounds of coffee. Wow. And, and, yep. uh, they needed, Amazing. They needed yeah, a lot of coffee, stuff. so we gave them tons of coffee. Yeah. I mean, we just called and asked what they needed, and they gave us a list of what they really need. And then, you know, through God, that's what we were able to su supply, and that was awesome. And, uh, you know, I don't know why, you know, it's working out that way or why— uh, you know, it, we've been used to help them out, but that's awesome. Yeah. You, yeah. You know what I mean? And did I think you and I would ever have anything to do with them? No. But it, you know what, though? I'm glad this is all working out according to the Lord's will, because yeah. I heard that um, Safe Harbor Easton, they, they do need a lot of help. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, uh, you know, they need cooks and they need, uh, they need a whole bunch of stuff. So, you know, I'm going to meet with them this week and, and we'll talk about some other stuff. And, uh, you know, that goes back to our point where it's not just where, you know, we ask that, you know, you donate to the ministry. Yeah, you can donate. That's great. And that's wonderful. But it's not just money that we that we really need. We need time. And time, yeah. time and talent, right? Yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> you know, that's so, amazing. Yeah. So Safe Harbor, too. I remember years ago, I think it was a Black Friday and. Um, the church that I was a part of, we went and we did a, a fish fry. Awesome. Um, nice. Not Black Friday, Good Friday, sorry. Oh, yeah. And I was like maybe 10 at the time, but I was in that kitchen. My grandmother made me get in the kitchen <laughs> and and cook for them. And I remember them being just so grateful, like, oh, this is so good. The best meal we've had in so long. And, yeah. and so I would love to do that again. Maybe Good Friday this year. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. Maybe it's something we look at because we, you know, JB and I have talked about what, when we look at what's coming next, and we're like, okay, Easter's coming next. Yeah, and uh, yep. you know, we talked about Easter, and uh, we need to keep continuing that conversation to see definitely, you know, what we're gonna do. Um, but that's it, and that all points to you know what uh, you don't know who's gonna be working with you or or who's gonna be with you on the journey. And like I said, a, a wise man told me one time that life is like, um, you know, you're walking. He took me out into the road, and we stood on the double yellow line, and, hmm. and he's like, you know, sometimes you know life is like this. You're on this yellow line, and you're walking it. And he's like, look up the road. It's a straight road, but that's not life. You're on this yellow line, but you've got turns and twists and, and you know mm. it goes up and down and he's like but you're still going from one end to the other and yeah you know you've got that double line you don't know who's going to be walking with you for how long on that journey so it's important that you know you appreciate the time that you have i mean i've had people in my life that i thought were going to be there forever yeah forever, you know what i yeah. mean and they were in there for a good 10 or 15 years uh or some of them were there for a year and that was it, you know. And, and you know what else, Doctor Mike? I was thinking this while you were telling telling us about that that wise man that told you that a, a long time ago. I was smirking just before because I was thinking about how I, I hate I hate cliches, but yeah. I, I find myself saying once in a while, at least to myself, I don't like saying this to other people. But um, God works in mysterious ways. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I really hate cliches, but mm. <laughs> I found I found that that's so true though because. You know, you'll wind up sometimes going going in life and taking twists and turns and you're like, Why am I here? Yeah. This is horrible. I maybe I made some mistakes or bad choices, but then you wind up 
maybe, you know, taking another turn, you know, and you, and you wind up, the Lord winds up connecting you with people. And then you're like, wow, I, you know, this all makes sense now. It's mm-hmm. like it was supposed to happen. Everything was supposed to happen the way it was. It's, uh, and that's why there's truth to, um, there's truth to the saying, God works in mysterious ways. Yeah. You got to remember that, you know. Just don't say that to someone that just lost someone. Yeah. That's why I hate that. I think that's why I hate that cliche. It's like, you know what? <clears throat> this is just a quick aside because I want to get too <laughs> sidetracked. Yeah. But everybody out there listening, if if you know someone that, you know, uh, a friend or family that just lost somebody, don't say God works in mysterious ways. You know, yeah. you, you know what you should just say to them? Say, I'm so sorry for your loss and then offer them a hug. Yeah. The end. Yeah. Yep. Don't say stupid stuff. I mean, I don't want to say it's stupid stuff, but no, I know what you mean. You know, yeah. <laughs> everything happens for a reason. Don't yeah. say stuff like that. Yes. <laughs> just say I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Yeah. And have it a hug. You know, just give a hug. That's all. You know, the Bible tells us that when people are rejoicing, rejoice, rejoice with, with them. them. Right. When they're yeah. mourning, mourn with, mourn with them. them. Right. And, and you don't know. try to be clever. Yeah. You know, it's not a time to be clever. Just say, you know, someone's hurting. So be sad with them. I heard somebody online the other day, you know, and it was, uh, they were just very adamant. I mean, it's just a younger person, but they were right up in your face with, hey, it's, you know, I'm going to tell you about, uh, there's talking about sharing the good news and why it's important that they have to share the good news because they're offering them a warning about danger to come. And, and she was like, I don't care what you decide to do. My job isn't to, dis- I don't care what decision you make in life. That's not my job. My job is to tell you that there's a warrant, there's a danger. And, you know, it's the same thing she said. If there was a snake in my yard, I would call and tell you, hey, there's a snake in my yard and to look out for your yard. And, to, you know, if your dog's outside, let your dog come inside. Um, I'm telling you there's a danger out there. You know, I don't care what you decide to do. Um, and that hit me really hard. It's like, hey, you know what? That's right. That is your job. Your job is to warn them of the danger and to share that news and not worry about what their decision is because they'll make a thousand decisions in a day. It's got nothing to do with you, you know? Yeah. And uh, that, that part hit me pretty hard yesterday. And I'm like, wow, you know what? That's, that's the, the blunt truth. I mean, the Bible tells you that, you know, and we did a series on this is God will hold the blood of those people on your hands. If you didn't tell them about, the good news, right? You know, yeah. they'll die in their in their sins, but they'll hold. You know, God will hold their blood on your hands um, mm-hmm. because you knew and you didn't tell them, you didn't warn them, and that's very serious. And that's you know, you talk about fear of the Lord. Yeah, that's that's something to be fearful about. Oh yeah, you know. Um, I don't know how I got off on that tangent, but I, I'm just yeah. saying. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's just that you never know what what people you know when we go back to that you don't know how long people are going to be in your life and you don't know that same person that you met 10 or 15 years ago or 20 years ago or 30 years ago that was in your life for five minutes or 10 minutes you don't know if you're going to be 30 years later back in the mist with them and doing something with them again you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So you don't know what part of the journey they're on there. Uh, they're working, they're going through with you and you don't know why they're put on your journey or in your path. Sometimes it's to strengthen you or sometimes it's to put you through a trial or tribulation that in the end makes you wiser and smarter and, yeah. and prepares you for something else coming along. Um, mm, preach. Yeah, and and that's, don't, that's, that's my message. And don't minimize the little things Yeah, because it all matters, you know? And, and, uh, 
every everything we do in life, every action we take, you know, every act of kindness, you know, could be the difference between someone living and dying. You know, you don't know from day to day when you pass people on the street what they're going through in life. Right. So yeah. if they're maybe they're already down and out. So by that kind gesture, you may have been the difference between them taking their life or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you never and, know. You know, that's that's the power of of just, you know, walking with Christ and and sharing Christ with people, not just by our words, but by our actions. You know, yes. by, by taking the time to do something kind for somebody. And that could be the, the difference between them having hope or not. Yeah. Mm. And hope is a, a powerful thing. And we talk about that all the time. I always said, and I said this, I said this years ago, I said, I don't ever, I, I believe that love is never wasted. I, I, I've heard people say in the past that, oh, I, I spent all that time, you know, loving somebody, but it, it was never returned. Yes. And, but I truly believe that love was never wasted right? because in my past, um, with being in a relationship, I remember I was, um, I was a pretty broken person and I didn't have much to give because I just was empty inside. Yes. But this woman loved me very much and that love built me back up. Yeah. And and built up my confidence and and everything else, and despite the fact that that relationship didn't work out, it it benefited me. Yeah, and that's why I truly believe that love never goes to waste, and and God does not allow love to go to waste. It's it's a beautiful thing. It yeah. is. Yeah, that's a good point. So just know that when you're out there and you're doing a kind act for someone or you're caring for somebody, even if you feel like it's it's all for nothing, it's not. Because you just planted the seed in that person's mind and, and in their spirit that, you know, God was good. God was good to them. Yes. Right, and that's that's your job. You know, your job is to plant that seed or to water that seed, and you don't know which role you're, you're, you're doing it at is. the time. So, um, and oftentimes we think that when we talk about like planting seeds and stuff, that it's it's verbal, but it's it's also our actions. Oh yeah, well, yeah. They, they speak louder. We all know that. Yeah. Right. So it's it's not what you say; it's what people observe. It might be something you don't even realize you're doing, and people are going to pick up on that. Oh yeah. And that was you know that was me and my 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 journey in the beginning. It was like okay, these people are telling me and and preaching at me this way, but then I look at their life and I'm like. Okay, that doesn't add up to me. Yeah. So, so how can you sit there and tell me this uh, when you're doing this? You know. Um, so that's you know, and that turned me off to this this whole thing way back when because yeah, you know, you're brought up in a way and and told what you should think and what you should do, but until it becomes real to you, yeah, or, or you start to question what you've been told, um, you know, then then that's when the decision is made. Sure. Mm-hmm. So, and I think that's what turns a lot of people away because yeah. they'll see uh, people say one thing, but they do another. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, you know, I, and I'm excited here because I know this is not the, uh, this is the continuation of the Bree Jones story. And yeah. I'm glad we're here, you know, at the beginning of it. And uh, I can't wait to see what happens with you, Bree, for sure. Um, 
So that being said, we usually do, uh, we, we go on, we, JB and I talk a lot. We talked about Revelation and we talk about uh, things going on in the world. And uh, we do a segment here where we do headlines from around the world. And um, so we're going to take some Bree Jones uh, statements from around the world. Headlines. All right. All right. Nice. So, so Bree, have you watched uh, The Chosen? Have you seen that show? No, I haven't. Okay. Uh, JB and I differ in opinion a little bit about it. It's a very powerful show. Um, my first headline is about season three because season three hit the, uh, the theaters this, this past, uh, couple months. Um, well now the chosen, uh, season three is having another theater release Oh, and it's, uh, it's episode seven and eight on the season three and, the tickets went on sale. It's coming out February 2nd and 3rd and the tickets went on sale and there were so many people that bought it. It crashed the site immediately. Wow. So uh, the demand and, and the popularity of this show is so through the roof. Um, wow. The show, if you haven't seen it, is very powerful. I, I like the way it's done. It's uh, very, it's, it's, yeah. We, we differ a little bit about it. Yeah, it's um, professionally done though. I mean, yeah. it's a it's a good production, you know, from a yeah. tech, from a technical standpoint. Yeah, so I, I challenge you if you haven't seen that, Bree, check it out. Uh, it's free on I, I forget which where we were watching it, Peacock I or, or go to um, one of the shows has uh, one of the networks. Peacock, has, yeah, it yes, has like Peacock. season one, and the other one has both seasons. And it's available. You could it's it's available on the free version, so you don't have to pay for Peacock in order to watch it. Yeah. Oh, okay. It has the two seasons on there so far. Yeah, but just nice. be prepared. It's it's done very well, and it, it makes is. you think um, about it. But, you know, the first headline I saw was that was, okay, it's coming back to the theaters, and so many people are involved in this that it, it crashed the site uh, immediately, which I thought was pretty crazy. Um, so... That being said, we move on to our next headline. <laughs> All, right. All right. So everyone knows uh, Mall of America. If you haven't heard about Mall of America, it's, yeah. it's in Minnesota. Okay. So the next headline was a man walking into Mall of America is told uh, he had a shirt on that said, Jesus is the only way. And they stopped him uh, before entering the mall. And they told him he either had to take that shirt off or he couldn't come in. That's crazy. <laughs> right. We how, can't seriously. How, how, it was remove your shirt or leave the mall. Like that was a statement. That's insane. That's insane wow. because that's insane because it had Jesus on it. So if wow. that if that said uh, uh, if that said Muhammad is the way, or yes. uh, if that said Buddha is, is the only enlightened thinker, and mm -hmm. you could walk around the mall all day or anywhere else, but it said Jesus on it, and he told. He, I mean, you you. You can't put your head in the sand on this stuff. I mean, no. why, why is it that 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 word and that name is not is so offensive to people? I just I can't believe it even happened because it's that's it, against your rights. It's like, security yeah. at a mall. Why would they even stop someone for that? <laughs> because it's offensive. And this is this is what I keep saying to people because you know people always you know well what makes you believe in this? It's not the simple fact that like I've grown up Christian and I was not forced to go to church, but I, I went to church, right. but it's like when I got older and I started asking questions to myself, it's always, everything is always against Jesus. Right. You, right. Know, you don't tell a Muslim that's covered in black linen, you know, you got to unwrap, you know, before you come in the mall. It's uh, they, always, they, how dare they always about Jesus? Yeah, they, they wouldn't even think about doing that to them. 
Exactly. Yeah. But here so that just, just, you know, that, that just secures my faith. And, and I know that, you know, I'm, I'm with the right faith. Yeah. Cause everything makes, Jesus makes everything tremble and just, Oh no, we got to get this out of here. We can't have that name in here. It just, it just makes you wonder too. Like when they were being, when these security personnel were being trained, were they told like, Hey, if anybody wears anything, you know, about Christ, Christianity right. or Jesus, make sure you tell them they, they can't do that. Whew. I mean, I never heard of such a thing. This is bizarre. I've never- well, let me let me just put this in perspective to you. Um, the Oxford Dictionary uh, has it, it enters all these words that come into society, um, you know, and as, as society evolves and this uh, social media generation changes, they add words and phrases in there. Guess what the one word they took out of the dictionary is? <laughs> Jesus. Take, no, no, take a guess. I I don't know. Bible. Sin. Really? Sin has, oh, wow. Sin has been removed from the dictionary. Wow. And if you don't believe me, go Google That's that. nuts. That's a, yeah. it's a word. No, not anymore. You know, and then they add words that are stupid, like slang words. Yeah. Like they're trying to make that a part of the regular language. Yep. Wow. They, they're saying it's, it's, it's fallen into disuse and is not recognized by the younger generation. Oh, that's disuse. The, yeah. Oh, okay. Disuse. All right. Uh, yeah. And that's, uh, talk about desensitizing, like desensitizing oh, yeah. yourself. And it's now it's, it's so in your face that, oh, uh, don't worry about that. It's not, it's not bad for you anymore. Well, because but, to acknowledge sin is to acknowledge you're a sinner. Right. And, and th- then and you disobedience. have, then you have uh, a responsibility and you have accountability. Accountability. Yeah. Yep. Um, that, that, that's what it is. We talked about that in the last episode about accountability. Yep. I just thought that was, that was crazy. And, and, you know, we talk about, uh, when JB and I did this, this, uh, series on revelation and, you know, we talk a lot about, um, in the end times, which I fully believe we're, we're going to be knee deep in very shortly, um, that, you know, the message is going to change and alter to fit people's ideology and to fit people's comfort level. And, yep. and the message itself is going to change. And my, my next headline is about that. And it, it's, uh, and this is a touchy subject for a lot of people, uh, but I don't care because I'm going to say it anyway. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> we know Google hates us and yeah, that's fine because you know what? I'm not promoting the YouTube channel <laughs> yeah. anymore. So, so here there's a mega church pastor. Uh, his name is R.A. Vernon, and he argues that some gay people are he he. This is in Cleveland, Ohio, and he says that some gay people are born that way. And if you, uh, and he has a podcast and he called this episode, the elephant in the church, and he felt it was necessary to address it because there's so many lesbian, gay brothers and sisters who actually attend his church. So now the message is, um, now it's, you know, it's okay because some of you are born that way. Um, and, and if you are in this religion, you, you, that is not the message that you get from the church. Um, I, I guess for him though, he's changing the, the message. That's just like Steve Harvey, you know, Steve Harvey, a lot of people think of him as a great inspirational uh, man of God, or he gives credit to God a lot. But if you listen to Steve Harvey and some of his other stuff, uh, he also says that, uh, there's, there's, it's impossible to be only one way to heaven. Mm. Okay. Because, what? and he likens it to, yeah. he likens it to cable TV and he's like, there's a thousand different channels out there. You all get the same 
thing. There yeah, can't be just one message, one way to oh, get to heaven. No. It's, that, it's that universal yeah. religion. But you know, also you got to watch out. To, you got to watch out for those TV people because they they notice how they don't use the word. They don't use Jesus's name. Yeah, it's always God. It's always God. They like that generic term because it can mean anything. Yeah. And exactly. so I like to be specific. That's why I like to say Jesus all the time. Yeah. It's very... It takes a lot of the guesswork out of yes. it. Yes. <laughs> so a lot of people like to throw the name God around. Yeah. Uh, and, then, and then they say stuff like you just said, Steve Harvey said, where there's a thousand different ways. Like, no, there's not. Um, Jesus is pretty clear about that in the gospel. Yeah. Listen, I, I'm not <laughs> it's a very narrow gate. I'm not bashing Steve Harvey. I, you know, no, I, no. I, I'm just... I, I I mean I don't care what he thinks about what you know, but uh, I've but, listened. But at the same to him. time, they're spreading a false I, gospel. Yeah, I've listened to him in the stuff he says about where he's come from and and where he's gotten, and he gives a lot of credit to God. And, yeah. and so he's he's a very influential person. Yeah. And so a lot of people listen to that. I I listen to him, and I'm like, wow. Yeah, I, I, I listen to him too. But yeah. now I'm like, oh man. But this shows you what the direction that everything's going in. Because you even had the the Pope a, a long time ago made a, a statement very similar to that, that um, we all worship the well, same God. Right, exactly. So this is the direction that the society's going in, and what's going to happen is you're going to see, you're going to see a huge divide, if a not already, massive falling away in the church. Yeah, yeah, you're going to have you're going to have Christians turn against Christians. Yikes. Well, there's no but more sin. The so. Christians that <laughs> so. the Christians that are turning away aren't really Christians. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, but they're the, going to become enemies the within. Da the dangerous part is that there's so many people going to be led that way and de yeah, deceived yeah. that that it's 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 really and and you see how people how angry they get when you disagree with them on any topic. Yeah. You know, like look at the pandemic and the and the vaccine. Like people were at each other's throat really, and friendships ended. Yeah. And, and family family relationships ended over that. You know. But you know what? Someone's I heard someone say one time that you know a lot of the arguments that happen in churches wouldn't even happen if everyone just read the Bible. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I mean, it, it's, it, it's, you know, there's definitely a, a and then it's like a black and white. Yeah. It's not a gray right. Bible. And then if somebody says, and if somebody says, well, I feel like, well, stop right there. See, that's where, that's your first problem. This isn't yeah. about your feelings. Yeah, exactly. What did, yeah. what did God say? Right. <laughs> that's the whole problem with today's society is they're like, well, I feel like this, or I feel this should be, or, well, that's, that's a really old book. Well, um, you know, that's nobody, nobody asked you what you, you know, how you felt or, you know, this is about, you know, God is telling us this is how we are to live. This is what we are to do. I mean, if you, if you do things based on your feelings, you know, like going back to what you said that pastor was talking about, like, well, since there's people that were, you know, maybe born gay or maybe they have an attraction to the same sex, I mean, and then you're justifying it based on that. That's like saying, well, someone was really angry and they wanted to murder someone. So, well, you know, that's justifiable. Right. Yeah. I mean, where do you draw the line? And that's the problem. When you start, when you start, this is the problem with, the tolerance and accepting of sins and is, is like, once you start blurring those lines, there, there, there are no more boundaries. Exactly. Where, where do you place those boundaries? You know, it, it at the end of the day, sin is sin and, mm -hmm. and you can't make any exceptions. 
the Lord told us. Now, I also want to be clear because this is this is also a misunderstanding with the whole um, homosexuality um, and and what it says in the Bible. The Bible says those who practice homosexuality, those or or in uh, the NIV, I think it says the homosexual offenders. Mm. So it's always saying that the sin is the practice of it. it. It's not necessarily a sin to be attracted to the opposite sex. And the reason why I'm saying that is because if somebody naturally was born with that same sex attraction, then they can't help that. But what they can help is what they do. Their actions. Yeah. Their actions. Yes. For sure. You know, because we, we are, Many of us are born with all kinds of defects, you yeah. know, whatever they may be. Uh, I mean, you know, if, if, you're, if you're tempted to kill somebody, mm-hmm. well, the sin is, is in actually doing it. Yeah. You know, but it doesn't make it easier to say, oh, I, you know, I was born that way to, to know I'm going to kill somebody. Right. Yeah. You know, right. I mean, that, doesn't, that doesn't excuse you. And, and if you said that, is that justifiable now? Well, exactly. And, I, and, and, you know, and this is the top, this topic is... That's why you can't follow that logic. Th- this topic is so controversial because this is a movement that is so in your face that you're, you either accept it or you're shunned. Or, yeah, right? exactly. And, and it's, uh, you know, there's still other countries where, where this is a, a real big problem, but... And it keeps um, getting crazier and crazier because now I guess they're calling people bigots if they, they're not on board with the whole... Um, gender identity and and people getting the surgeries for tran- transgender and they're pushing it on children. I mean, these kids, some of these kids, they're they're not even teenagers yet. Yeah, and they're pushing them into these surgeries. Parents are like, are are bragging about it. It's I, ridiculous. I, I, it's I just don't understand. I, I mean, you look at the world, you know, and I'm going to talk about one of these other one of these other topics from around the world has to do with. Um, this a little bit, but you know, you're, you're created by this, uh, by uh, a, a creator, right? A, yes. a, a, somebody perfect. And you look at the laws of nature and the laws of how our bodies are designed and, and how things in nature work. And there's no accident to the way this was created. So, uh, in the perfection that we were created, it leaves zero room for discussion that you were created and the only way for you to feel good about yourself is to cut something of you off Mm -hmm. or to alter your appearance in some way. Uh, And that's not the way you were created is to feel inadequate and, and to have to maim yourself to feel good or, or to feel like that's who you are. Well, Um, this is, this is all a clear mockery of God. Right. You know, like, you know, men are now women, women are now men. I mean, it's just, this is, this is, um, this is the work of the enemy. Yeah. And, and we're, we're, you know, we're under fire more than ever now. Yeah. Uh, You know, um, so, you know, I, we talk about uh, persecution uh, around the world here and I, I bring up Nigeria a lot and we talk to people all over the world and, uh, you know, you don't have to search hard or, or far for stories coming out of Nigeria about people getting persecuted for the faith. Um, you know, one of these headlines is, you know, another pastor shot, a priest burned to death. I mean, these Jesus. are people that are really suffering, you know, for their beliefs. And, you know, 
Uh, like I said, we're lucky here in this country that we're not under that attack yet, but that day's coming because we know it's coming. We read that. It sure is. You know? Yeah. Um, so it's hard to imagine now because we're not actually going through that, but these people are actually putting their life on the line for this gospel and, and for um, uh, their beliefs. And, mm-hmm. you know, and that's why I think it's important that we talk about that. And then we share it like, oh, yeah. like earlier this morning when I shared that post I'd like that about did that, Pastor Luwait Simon. Yeah, he's awesome. South Sudan. Yeah, yeah. Did you meet him? I haven't met him oh. personally. No, but I mean, have you have you chatted? Oh, I talk with him personally on the side. Yeah. Oh, cool. He, he actually sent me a message uh, the other day. Oh, nice. You know? Yeah. So I, I I put a prayer for him in the group because you know, I mean they they're facing some real persecution uh, yeah. persecution over there, and we need and and that's why I asked him please uh <clears throat> please share updates with uh with what's going on and when you're with your church and with your ministry, yeah, and, and let us know what's going on, um because I want. I want us over here in the United States to see what's going on around the world, um, because uh, unfortunately, it'll eventually come come around to us. It will. And we need to get we need to strengthen ourselves. We need to take advantage of this freedom we have right now, mm-hmm. where we can openly congregate um, and and study the Bible together without you know any kind of repercussions. And, yeah. and just build that bond because we're going to need it more than ever. Yeah, that's that's another thing. Um, that's why I get so angry. I can't go to church on Sundays because of work, because it's like I feel like I'm missing out on that opportunity to be able to to worship. And um, one day, like you said, we're not going to have that liberty. And yeah. I think now we should just be coming together and. You know, I've always wanted to put together a youth retreat. That's always been one of my things and just like sell out a big stadium and just worship God. I think like things like that are important now because it's about to get real. Yeah. 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 There's going to come a time when we're going to be sneaking around. You know, I just said to to uh, to Dr. Mike, because he was asking me about this uh, case of Bibles I just got in the mail the other just yesterday. And he uh, and I said, I just want to have some extra on hand because I said, you, I, you just don't know when that bottom's going to drop out. Mm. When when all of a sudden, maybe I can't order Bibles anymore, or maybe it's going to be looked at as like contraband. Mm. It, it, it's crazy to think about, but it's not. It's not so crazy to think about because when you think about in in other countries around the world, you you can't even have a Bible. Yikes! Yeah. And, and there's people, you know, getting put in jail for that and just having a section or, or talking about it or, or and, and Bree we talk about over in uh, England you can go to jail now there's people that are praying outside of abortion clinics um, wow. now that's punishable by six months in jail and um, that, it's crazy you know and that pastor from, from Bushfire Church in Sudan um, the, he's got a great ministry there and they've got uh um, I'm, I'll share you the link with. They've got a. He sends out stuff all the time. He's uh, he's updating. Um, I'll get you into that group. It's it's, it's really cool to, to see other. There's yeah. so much encouragement there, and there's so much. You know, those people are so nice. Um, and thank God that you know they're they're listening and and, and joining in. Um, but you know what? They're going through stuff that we're not going through here. And, yeah. And you know, we take yeah. for granted. And uh, mm-hmm. you know, at some point that that 
timer's going to go off here. Uh, yeah. Especially now that sin is no longer something we associate with or, or and think that, you know, you're, you're, you're being told constantly that it's, it's not a sin to, to do what you want to do and to do things that make you feel good and to do, uh, regardless of what this book says, you know, where it's a very clear line between right and wrong. And I don't want to, you know, I don't, I don't want to give, you know, any more attention to the, to the enemy than, you know, as needed because he doesn't deserve any attention. Yeah. But I just want to say that what you just said, Dr. Mike is, yeah. is the mantra of Satanism. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I read somewhere that in the, um, I read or heard somewhere that in, in the satanic Bible, one of the things it says is, um, do what you want yeah. or do what you like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's all about self-indulgence. And, mm -hmm. and what do we see in modern day society? Yeah. It's all about self-indulgence. It's do, yeah. do what you want, do whatever you want, do whatever you like. Yeah, and they're taking away the consequence. It's so, it's the exact the, message. You know, the, the funny thing is these, the, the Satanists and the guy who wrote the satanic Bible, uh, I'm not going to tell you his last words on earth, but Google those. Google yeah. the last thing that he said on this earth as he was slowly dying and passing on from this life. I want everyone to Google what his last words were. I heard about that, and, but yeah. there was there was debate on whether it, it sure. was true or not. Okay, of course. I mean, of course there will be. maybe it was true. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it was true and maybe they're lying about it because, you know, the enemy, you know, wants to cover up and lie about everything. Just yeah. every, everything is fake news, right? Yeah. So that's a little homework project from Dr. Mike is uh, Google Google this. There's so many people. Like, I don't doubt it. Yeah. I don't doubt if it, it is true yeah. because, you know, he really did travel down the wrong path. Well, and if you read his story and, and his what he's what he did and, you know, he wrote that Bible and self and so much the stuff, so, so much. I, I don't want to plug anything for him <laughs> you know well yeah uh, and you just know google what his last let, let's were. the thing is is this and then we'll move on but yeah. all right with, with heaven there there's there's different rewards right there's different level of level of rewards for people in the afterlife mm. you know depending on what they did in this life well i think there's different levels of punishment for people also yeah and so for people yeah. like him that have that are responsible for leading so many astray Millions. Huh. Millions. Oh, the punishment yeah. for him. I, I, I don't know. I can't even imagine. So that being said. Yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah, that's, that's the topic for another show. Yeah. We could definitely take a whole topic on punishments that. are not all the same. And we know that you want to know how we know that because in the gospel, when Jesus Christ was, um, when he was, uh, basically, uh, condemning those cities and towns that rejected him and they rejected the gospel, yeah the gospel remember he said it's gonna I, it'll, I, be, worse it'll be worse for you than yeah. on the day of sodom and gomorrah yeah. so that right there tells us that judgments are not going to be the same mm -hmm. our, we what we do know from scripture is that our god is a just god he is a judge and he is a perfect judge and not all of our sentences are going to be the same yeah well the important yeah. thing there is you know uh, just an eternity without god is is punishment enough absolutely um the, yeah. worst, the yeah. worst part of hell, and you know, because a lot of people think about the excruciating pain, and I'm trust me, I'm I'm sure that's not going to be good at all. But I I think the worst part is the absence of God. Yeah. Yeah. Because nobody on earth knows what that's like. Yeah. We we uh, people some people some people bitterly will say like oh this is hell, um, but nobody nobody knows what it's like 
to be in the absence of God because God is all around us. Here's a quick here's a quick aside, right? I, I don't want to travel down this road because we talk about witchcraft and psychics. And you ever you ever hear of a psychic telling you they connected with someone from the dead and that message was, "I'm in pain and I'm I'm suffering and change," you know, believe in God. You're not going to get that message. Mm-mm. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just saying. Okay, so <laughs> before we go off on that. <laughs> um, all right, so the BBC has a documented series uh, called Planet Earth and Planet Earth 2. I don't know if you guys have seen that, but it's filled with uh, wonder and awe, and um, it, it's designed to show... It, it's just like the one that is designed for Netflix. Uh, the one on Netflix is called Our Universe. You might have heard of that one. Morgan Freeman is the narrator for that. Oh, okay. Um, they talk about a story of physics and cosmology and how the universe came to be and how it works. And they're trying to explain it all in the terms of biology, right? How <laughs> nebula and igniting stars and um, elements being forged in the sun and molten uh, protoplanets collide into each other to f- perform the solar system. And, and somehow this gray matter got together and, and yeah, the, well, that yeah, they're they're portraying it as nothing but an accident. Oh yeah. So all this perfection and you know. Uh, the, the planets, the the Earth series, you know, there's no one to thank. It's it's just a series of unbelievably lucky accidents that have performed this perfect and and unique way of life here on Earth. Um, yeah, and if you watch shows like that, uh, um, I mean, it, it can't. You know, David said in Psalm 19, he says, you know, the heavens proclaim the glory of God, and shows like this that show how awesome and beautiful the earth is and how the design is perfected. Even when they say that there's, it's all by accident and there's no, uh, no, it doesn't point to one thing happening or one. It does to me, uh, it does just the opposite points, the opposite effect. It has the opposite effect is you're, you're saying all this, this order and design is so perfect and flawless. However, it's an accident. Uh, and there's just a thousand accidents that happened. Uh, it, it points to me, it just proves the case that there's a creator more than it proves the pace proves that it's a, a billion different accidents that turned out to this unique design that we're all, <laughs> you know, uh, Look, look at how you are and your body is. And there's somebody in Australia right now that has the same body that, that functions the same. It's, but it's all an accident. And, you know, the earth right. and we're, we're, we're put on this planet that has life. And, and it was just by accident that this planet has air. And, um, but what is, know. what does Jesus say in the Bible? Woe to those who practice lawlessness. Yeah. And, you know, when you think about like, you know, in, in the modern day society, and and probably it's been happening for many, many, many years, is people literally living like animals, mm. doing whatever they want, doing whatever they feel like. And you know what? Like with this whole belief that you're talking about, like everything happened by accident. Yeah. People are willing, evil, lawless people are willing to believe this lie, even though it's so ridiculous yeah. that all this happened by accident, but they're willing to believe this lie because it, Frees them of all accountability. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. And they can live like animals. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. do do whatever they want, whatever urge comes to mind. Um, well, I, I want to kill this person because, you know, whatever, you know, they just do whatever. Yeah. Lawlessness. Yeah. And, and you know, it, it, it says in the Bible about lawlessness. Lawlessness. 
So, you know, shows like that, uh, you have to be careful. And that's why I stopped watching the History Channel also, because the History Channel is very, very uh, famous in my eyes for telling you a story, like they'll account like Noah's Ark, and then they'll tell you, they'll go through and then very subtly they'll make statements like, well, of course, this is all a story, this is all a tale, and of course, none of this happened. Um, and they're always interjecting that somewhere. So the, the even, um, you know, they try to disprove uh, the Egyptians crossing the Red Sea, and they and had a they've whole been series trying on to that. Do that for years. Yeah. You know, if they would have, if they would have been able to disprove the Bible, it would have been done. It would have been done already. But the the problem is that the people that don't know any better, or that are just seeing this show for the first time, they don't have any rock foundation or, or any backstory or anything at all to believe, and they're hearing this for the first time. They're like, oh yeah, you know that makes sense. And how much is how how much you have to wonder is is hidden? Oh yeah, you know that maybe yeah. maybe that archaeologists have discovered over the years, right? But these archaeologists that are anti-Christian, they're anti-Christ. They might have maybe quote unquote overlooked it. Yeah, um, maybe they maybe they discovered it, unearthed it, but I'm like, yeah, you know what? We're not going to tell people about this because I really do think there there is an evil agenda. Yes. Um, it, it seems like not all scientists, but a lot of scientists, they like make it their job to try to disprove the Bible. Yeah. And that's how you know the enemy is at work. Um, not all scientists are like that. I actually had a pretty cool um, biology teacher, biology teacher in high school. And she was the only science teacher I ever had that presented the theory of creation and the theory of, of evolution side by side. Yeah. She presented them both equally, like not, yeah. not one, that yeah. one wasn't greater than the other. Yeah. And she, you know, left it up to us to decide. Um, but I talked to her, um, she was a born again Christian and she said that, you know, she told me she, well, I don't, I don't believe in evolution, but I believe in microevolution because that's scientifically fact. Um, but evolution is, is not a fact. Yeah. And I don't want to get too deep into this because I don't want to turn it into a science show. But yeah. basically, microevolution is like um, where your body your body changes over time through generations to adapt to its to environment. Adapt, yeah. So, like for example, like the the um, the giraffe might not have always had a super long, long neck, neck. Gotcha. but maybe they had to because they had to eat the leaves that are higher up. So and they grew a neck, right? Yeah. Mm. Or I mean, if you if you read about Darwin and, and you know Darwinism and, and all that, uh, that's something else to Google at the end of his life. Find out what he actually. Well, that's interesting because I don't know about that. Okay, Google. I never that looked that up and find out what he says about his own theories and his own what he's found out. Um, you know, as you get older and closer to death. Uh, things change, <laughs> you know, you, yeah. when, when you're getting, you're getting close to that. Okay. I'm, I'm 85 and you know, I'm frail and it takes me a lot to, you know, things change. Your thoughts change a little. Yeah. Um, so it's just interesting. Google that. That's more homework for you. But we know, we know as believers in Christ that these are all bald faced lies yeah. from the enemy. They're created to, to lead people astray. To, mm -hmm. to believe in a lie. Well, there's exactly. definitely, yeah, there's definitely an agenda. <laughs> and, and uh, man, there, I, it feels like they're on a fast forward with the agenda. Um, mm -hmm. So things for, for, for Christians are going to be 
Yeah, there's good news and there's bad news. I mean, the, the temperature is going to get turned up on the Christians, but it also brings the timetables uh, closer to when God comes back and when Jesus yeah. returns. And um, But you notice how all these lies all point to the same thing? Yeah. So, so, so the earth... Everything happened. Everything was created by accident. We all evolved from some kind of sea creature, then crawled out of the water and turned yeah. somehow into a human. Yeah. Um, but all this all points to the same thing: that we're just we're nothing but animals, and that we have no accountability or anyone to answer to. So we might as well just live the way we want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's the complete opposite of of what we are called to do. It, it's a blasphemy to God. It Bri, is, Bree. You think you think we're 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 in the end times, or we're close to the end times? What do you think? You think we're living in them now, or you think we're at the the beginning of it? I think we are. Um, I don't know. I felt like 2023 was going to be like a prosperous year for me, mm-hmm. but I've just had this. Um, I don't know how to explain it. This weird feeling of like trouble and fear. Yeah, and. I just feel like things are just going to get very, very bad. I think we're definitely in the beginning. Yeah, a lot, yeah. a lot of a lot of people think we're we're beginning, if not like I, I think the temperature is going to get turned way up. Um, yeah, and there was a show on the other day about Nostradamus and his predictions for. Uh, 2023, and I don't subscribe a lot to that stuff, uh, but I do want to research that and see what what he um, what he predicted to happen. Um, like I said, I don't subscribe to a lot of that stuff uh, just for entertainment value. Yeah, uh, you know. Um, but I do think I, I mean we know the end game here, and and we know. Um, you well, know, the falling away and, and the division that's coming. Things are, I think things are on the brink of getting very interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Scary and interesting at the same time. So every, everybody at this point probably knows about the World Economic Forum and the WEF and all that. Um, I, I think, I really think more than ever now, because I, I remember talking with Dr. Mike about this. That we're living right now, I think, in Revelation chapter 17. We are in, we are, I believe, on the brink of rejecting the great prostitute. And I believe that the great prostitute is the deep state, such as the World Economic Forum, Blackwater, all the, like this whole conglomerate of corporations that are running the world. Yes. There's so much information coming out right now that's being exposed and you see it. You see the tides turning. You see the people turning against them. They're rejecting them. And now from what I'm hearing, they're trying to fast because you might've heard about the 2030 project. Well, now they're talking about 2025 a lot. So it's like, they're trying to speed up what they're doing, but people Mm. see what they're doing. So the reason why I say this, check out, um, I can't remember if it was, if it's D- Daniel chapter nine or Daniel chapter seven, and then also Revelation chapter 17. What happens is the great prostitute of Babylon gets rejected and thrown out. They burn her body. Now, remember, this is all symbolism. All right. um, so she gets rejected and then it ushers in something new, this new, um, group of kings 
and they all um, give their crown to one, which is the, yeah, we know the Antichrist. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's so not going to be... So the great prostitute has to be rejected for all this to happen. So everyone, I guarantee you, when the, when the great prostitute is, is rejected, everyone's going to celebrate. Because, you know, a lot of people aren't going to know uh, what's going on. People who aren't followers of Christ, they're not going to know what's going on, the timetable. They're going to think this is a great victory, but actually it's leading into something else. But the great prostitute has to be removed for the next regime to move in. Well, I sent you that thing about the Euphrates River. Um, you know, how interesting is that to see? Ah, you know, it talks that was a crazy video clip. Revelation, it talks about the four angels that are bound under the Euphrates and, and um, pouring judgment out and the Euphrates drying up. And uh, I sent JB a... Uh, a clip of time time difference of it was it was a matter of like what two years yeah two years and, that's and insane the yeah wow um so we know that you know the things the the funny thing is and it's not funny but the things that are in this book i you know are you know the prophecies have 99 percent become uh fulfilled already and we're waiting on that one that last one percent so for the people to think that and all of that prophecy fulfilled is not going to carry on and until just keep the it, remainder. And just keep in mind that once this happens, it's going to happen fast. Yeah. What, yeah. I, what I mean by that is, so like, if we are indeed living in Revelation chapter 17, we're on the, and we're on the brink of the great prostitute being rejected, once the, the great prostitute is rejected and thrown out, and then these other kings come to power, and I, I'm, I'm just quoting the, the Bible, so... As far as kings, I don't know if they're going to be actual kings or not, but they're going to be people of some kind some of power. Yeah. Higher power, yeah. And then they're going to they're going to forfeit or lay down their power for the one. And once this one person comes to power, and then he starts talking about making peace treaties with Israel, huh. pe people, you only have seven years left. Yeah. It's like her world. This world is coming to an end yeah. soon. Yeah. Very soon, and I'm not saying that to try to scare people because I don't I don't bring I don't preach a, a gospel of fear, but I'm just saying like this is our timetable, yeah. and yes. soon, very soon, we're gonna see the sky roll up like a scroll, Oof. and we're gonna see the truth. It's it's the Bible says that we're gonna see things for what they really are because the earth is gonna fall away, the sky is gonna roll up like a scroll, and all the universe is gonna melt away, and all we're gonna see is the throne of God. Mm. And huh, what a terrible day. What a terrifying day. Yes. I mean, it's, I can't even imagine. And we could spend, you know, a, a couple shows on, on the conspiracies of these. You know, I just seen something about Antarctica and these people building these chambers. And, you know, you could go down these wormholes. Oh, I think I saw that too. Yeah. And, and it's, there is a you know, really weird draw to Antarctica. I, yeah. Yeah. I, I want to know yeah. what their obsession is with that. Yeah. There's been well, they say it's like the meet and greet for the elites. Yeah, well, the the thing is, and we know that, uh, you know, during this tribulation now, you, you know, people are going to try and run and hide from God. And it says in the Bible that, you know, they're going to be crying out for the rocks to fall on them to die. And yeah, the mountains fall on right, us. And it's not going to happen and they're not going to be escaped from that. So it's. Yeah, these people know something's about to go down, <laughs> you know, yeah. um, and they're they're preparing for whatever. 
And, and like here we sit on the brink of nuclear war, which could change our lives in one second. And yeah, and you know we're we're on the brink of a a civil war here in the United States between, uh, if nothing else, Republican and Democrat. Um, and, and, you know, not even to bring in race or anything like that, religion, uh, there will be, I believe, a huge divide in this country. Yes. Um, and uh, I, I think that World War Three is a very real threat. And, mm -hmm. and once once all of that happens, I mean, we're just going the world is going to go through. If you look at all these natural disasters that are starting to happen more and more and more and all of this chaos on the world. And uh, think about this, this wars and, and everything happening. It's going to be very simple for somebody to step on the scenes with all the answers. And, yes. and, and does, that'll promise, hey, I have an answer to this war. I have an answer for this. I have an answer for peace. I have an answer for the problems going on over here. Israel plays a key part in everything that goes on here. Keep your eyes on the rebuilding of the temple and, and how where that is. Um, there's so much going on. This is the time to get yourself right with God. And if you don't know who Jesus is, man, this is the time. Uh, this is the time to find out and to question everything you've ever thought or heard or believed. Uh, this is the time to get some of those questions answered. Yeah. Because uh, right now the hourglass is, is flipped over and time's running out. Yeah. It yeah. Definitely and it's also a time for, for followers of Christ to check themselves. Yeah. You know, make sure that you're you're living the way, yeah. Um, because it's it's going to be a serious time for everybody. I can't, you know, when when we're in the presence. Hang on, let me cancel this phone call. Sorry about that. I can't imagine what it'd be like to be before the throne of God. You know, when when the when the scroll when the when the the sky rolls rolls up like a scroll. And Jesus Christ returns. You know, the Bible always talks about how whenever someone gets a visitation from an angel, that they're terrified. Because one of the things that the angel usually says is, don't be afraid. Yeah. So well, they must be terrified. They must, well, they must be some, uh, not, not the angels that we've been you know, yeah. shown, shown in the So if they're terrified, if they're terrified by the presence of an angel, yeah, just imagine. What would, be, what would the presence of God be like? Yeah. Right. You know, and that's why it, this is why the people were crying out to the mountains and the hills yeah. to fall on them, to be hidden from the throne. Yeah. It's going to be a scary time. And, and that's, you know, um, you know, and there's a lot of different theories on if the Christians will be here or, or if God raptures the church before that. Um, and we're not going to debate that right now, but, um, I, I I know that you know once Christ raptures the church. I mean the the we talk about this all the time. What are the excuses be and how are they explain? Um, yeah, it could be it could be that there's a nuclear war and they just say, well, depending on your body type, you're these people were vaporized or or yeah, I mean you know, aliens these, came and these took godless just people. evil people are liars. Yeah. You know, they'll they'll come up with any story. Yes. And people will believe it because why? It'll make sense to them. Well, not only that, but 
people would rather believe in a lie. And we've seen that. We see that over and over again. People, there's, there's certain, not, when I say people, I'm speaking in generalities, some mm-hmm. people. Some people would rather believe in evolution. They would rather believe that we accidentally came from some, some kind of gray matter yeah. than to believe that we have a creator. Yeah. Yeah. And like that new thing with like the universe, like, oh, the universe will return the fate. Like, it's yeah, yeah. like, why are we <laughs> worshiping the universe? I, I don't, I just don't understand that. Yeah. Well, because that because this goes back to um, idolatry, yeah. and the people, the elite people that are running this world are they're Satanists. They mm-hmm. worship demons. They worship Baal. They worship Malek. I mean, you ever ask yourself like, whatever happened to these false gods in the Bible that the the Old Testament talks about all the time, but now you don't really hear about it anymore. Yeah. Well, I believe they're all still worshiping them. They just do it in secret and they don't tell anybody. Well, it's whatever it's, you know, to take the focus off of, uh, of God. Yep. So, so it's, you know, if you're told there's, there's one way and, and you know that way and, and you just reject it and you come up with your own way. Yeah. You know, oh, here's my own way I can believe. And I don't have all those restrictions. Yeah. That's where Scientology came from. A lot of that was, um, uh, I don't like this way. So now I'm going to create this other way where, uh, I can do whatever I want <laughs> Yeah, and it's okay. And that's okay because, uh, that's the religion that I, I follow. Um, but anyway, I, w- w- the Bible is very clear about, you know, there's one way to heaven it's and, Jesus, and that's it. And, and there's Kurt, but I'll, but I'm going to tell you, I'm going to add to that, Dr. Mike, there's curses on those people that do that. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm. Cause it specifically says in the Bible not to alter, add to, or take from. Yeah. So those people that they, they create their own ways and they create their own religions and faiths because they want to make it, they want to tailor it to the way they want it. Yeah. I mean, it, the who knows? I, I'm just saying, who knows what their judgment is going to be like. But people that affect others, you know, in, in the scripture where Jesus Christ says, it'd be better to have, he said, there's always going to be something that causes for people to stumble in this world. But woe to those who, who make that stumbling block yeah. and who cause that the one of one of his followers to sin, that mm-hmm. person will be better off with a millstone tied around their neck and thrown into the, the depths deep, of the yeah, sea. Yeah, crazy. So imagine those people that create these lies and then they convince other people to believe them. Woe to them. Yeah. yeah. Jesus is saying they would be better off having a millstone tied around their neck. Mm. So that's pretty hefty. That's a pretty powerful statement. <laughs> I feel like there's so many shows we can make from this show. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. So many topics we could go over. We're running late on this well, show, but yeah, I, I don't late. care. I, I didn't yeah. want to stop it because we're just we're, the conversations are so awesome. I'm yeah. like, who cares? Yeah, it was good yeah. though. Let's just keep like, keep it going. But it's, I think uh, another thing I see a lot on TikTok lately is like um all the books of the Bible that were taken out and they're being found and being read, like the book of Enoch and all of this other stuff. And that's a very powerful book. We don't know how you guys believe in the Bible. It's nothing but lies and this. and ugh. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of that going on right now. Yeah. Um, and, and I know JB read the book of Enoch. It's actually sitting on my desk right now. I didn't get to it yet. I loved it. Uh, I didn't I didn't read it yet. Um, and I have a couple pastor friends that I said we should probably, you know, uh, he, this, uh, in particular pastor said he didn't read it. Um, but I was like, well, maybe we should read it and talk about it. Maybe, um, that would be a good show. And you know, mm-hmm. interestingly enough, 
The Book of Enoch, I'm not going to talk much about it right now, but all I'm going to say is the Book of Enoch, as far as I know, is the only book outside of the Bible canon that has that's actually referenced in the Bible. Mm. It's referenced, uh, it's hinted at by Peter and Second Peter, and or or maybe his first Peter, and it's referenced in the book of Jude when he when he uh, says about what Enoch said. Yeah, I don't I don't have a lot of base on it because I haven't read it, and you know, just recently I'm like everybody else is just coming to the the forefront now. Uh, yeah, it. for for years I've never even heard of it. Um, right. So I don't I, I can't speak about it. Um, My advice to people when they when they read books outside of the Bible is say a very special prayer before you do it. Um, mm. go, go, always go into it prayerfully because you want to, you always want to make sure that you protect your mind, your body, your heart, and your soul. So here's an example of what you pray before you read stuff like the book of Enoch or, you know, books of the Apocrypha or any other book that they say claim, they claim is, um, is of scripture. Just say, Lord Jesus, please bless me in this time. When I, when I start to read this, please give me the spirit of discernment. And please protect my mind, my heart, and my soul from deception. In Jesus' name, amen. So say a prayer like that before you read these. And then use God's guidance while you're reading this. And don't, don't just take my word for it because I'm a nobody. I'm nothing special. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a product of Psalm 34, 6 ministries. I, what I mean by that is I was a nobody. I prayed and the Lord saved me from all my troubles. So never put me on a pedestal, um, pray about it. And yeah. I read the book of Enoch and the way I judge the book is this. It, it coincides with the Bible. It, it's completely aligned with what the Bible says. So it's not saying anything weird. Um, it's a very heavy book, um, filled with a lot of, um, it's, it, well, it's a book of visions, you know, because it's, it's, um, visions that Enoch had. I don't know if you've ever read it. I don't I don't think so. Bree, you didn't read it, right? Did we lose her? Bree, you still there? Yeah, we, we, yeah the connection. Oh, yeah, I'm here. Oh. oh, okay. You didn't read the book of Enoch, right? No. Yeah. Yeah, it's filled with visions that Enoch had, and it, and it talks about the angels and how they 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 came to earth and they rebelled and um, the punishment of the angels. And, it, and then it goes on all the way to like the judgment time. So it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an apocalyptic book similar to that of Revelation. Hmm. Uh, so it's a very interesting book. Yeah, maybe we'll have to dive into it. When, Definitely. When um, an episode. Anybody that wants to read it, just like I said, always approach it with prayer. Yeah, well, that's a good point. Always ask, ask the Lord for discernment. Yeah. And protection of your mind and your soul and your heart. But you're right, Bree. There's so much coming out right now, and there's so many people, uh, you know, all it just seems like everything's coming out at once, you know? Yeah. A and it's like a, like a, a vomiting of, of all this stuff, <laughs> you know? Um, but, but it's, you know, there, there's going to be a, a little bit of an awakening here, I think. And I think, you know, God's drawing the line in the sand and, and it's like, you know, you're either for me or you're against me. And, yeah. um, you know, I just want to add real quick too, about the book of Enoch. Yeah. So the one thing that I really liked about the book of Enoch is it's a very humbling book because it puts more fear in you. And, and what I what I mean by that is it kind of shows you the reality of how we're surrounded by angels and demons. 
and how powerful they are and that we are just but weak flesh. And, Mm. And what it made me do was it made me appreciate Jesus Christ more because I thought to myself, wow, like thanks to Jesus Christ, we... We are like, we are this weak flesh yeah. and we have these powerful angelic beings that could destroy us, but we have Jesus Christ. The Lord loves us and nobody can snatch us out of his hands. Well, and, and you know, this, there's a very real spiritual realm uh, and that we know very little about. Um, and, and if you read the depictions of the angels in the Bible, uh, they're very different from what we think, and, you know. Mm-hmm. And if you just, like I said, you can Google some of that too. Just yeah. Google angels from the Bible and see some. Uh, look at the the verses that they come from and go read that for yourself and read the description of it. I I think if we, just like the Bible says, everyone that came, and 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 somebody saw an angel the first words was do not be afraid so right. they've got to be pretty terrifying i would think well they're uh, they're soldiers of god yes i mean Ooh. they they are um, there's nobody with a harp carrying you, around the harp you think and, about the you think about the the mightiest warriors and soldiers on earth yeah. and just imagine what the warriors and soldiers of god look like yeah wow i mean these aren't wimps you know yeah. <laughs> yeah, so they can probably pick a whole tree up like yeah. <laughs> uh, i'm sure they can they if they i mean you remember when uh when judgment was cast on israel because king david disobeyed the lord when he went to take a census of all the people that i guess could serve in the military uh, and I guess he wasn't supposed to do that. Hmm. The Lord was angry, so there was a punish. He had to choose between three different punishments. So he chose the um, the plague for three days. And then when he went to that one um, town or city, there was an angel with a sword getting ready to destroy the city, but the Lord told him to stop. He said, okay, that's enough. That's enough suffering for them. And then um, David was called to make an offering on an altar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But imagine this, this angel with this huge sword Just destroying. Yeah. I mean, we can't even fathom, but all I, all I can do to give the, the best picture we could do is say like, imagine the mightiest, toughest soldier on earth and just multiply that by like a thousand. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we would be terrified to see this angel and we would hope that this was a good visitation. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, there's there's man, I feel like we could do a billion shows on this on this episode. <laughs> yeah. There's so many good topics. But uh we are we are running close on time here. So and we're way over time. We are way but, over time, but, but I, I do not care. Yeah, and it's good. I'm, <laughs> I love, I'm glad I love this. Bree, I'm glad that you were on the show with us. Um Yes, it I, was a pleasure. Yeah, and I can't wait to see what, what God's got in store for you. And uh, we'll we'll talk privately off off air um, about some some of those possibilities uh, yeah. w- with us involved. And, and um, man, that's exciting. This is an exciting time. Oh yeah. And uh, you know, yeah. I, I just pray that you know whatever God's will is for us and, and moving forward, that um, it's from Him and it's from it's for His glory and not ours. And right. um, 
you know, who knows where we're going to be in a year. So mark this on your camera. Hey, maybe we don't make it a year. I take it a day at a time. Maybe anyway. the, world, <laughs> yeah, maybe I mean, the world ends next month. At this you point, it's a day at a time. Yeah. Every, every day, like, because I, I don't follow a lot of the current events anymore, but uh, but my best friend Jimmy does. Yeah. He's always showing me, like, clips he finds on TikTok and, like, this statement that the president came out with or the, yeah. this statement that the WF is talking about. And it's like, Day by day, it's like the craziness. I don't know what's gonna happen. Yeah, it's crazy. Right. I can't. I can't plan a year from that. I can't yeah. even plan a year from that. <laughs> well, so, uh, well, it's it'll be interesting to see, you know, what, what happens next. But um, you remember, we're not given the spirit of fear. Uh, we're given sound mind, power, and sound mind. And, and amen. Um, you we know, we and, need Jesus Christ more yeah. than ever. And, yes. And, and also love. It's power and love and, and a sound mind. So um, that brings us back to love and it's, you know, love covers a multitude of sins. And um, that's my message for, for today. And I love Bree Jones. I'm glad she's here with us. Uh, thank oh, you for taking the you. time. Thank <laughs> you for joining us. I can't wait to have you back on. Yeah, that, this is great. And I hope you get involved with, with, with us. Yeah, please do. And uh, of course, we will, we will help you utilize your talents for the Lord. Oh yeah. For and sure. you, it will be, you will be so satisfied with that. Yeah. Um, just knowing that, you know, you are helping people and, you know, as you know, the Bible says what you've done for the least of me, you've done for me. Yeah. Mm hmm. So awesome. So on that note, uh, thank you for joining us on Pillars of Heaven. Uh, look forward to having uh, Bree Jones involved in uh, hearing from her from our studios. And until next time, we'll see you later. Thank you, Bree Jones. We'll talk to you soon. All righty. See ya. Bye-bye.